Hello. Hello. Welcome to Real Window, rewatching random movies from our childhood. I'm Pauline. And I'm Lisa. And for those of you who listened to our trivia show last week, you know that we have a guest this week. Da 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 da! <laughs> Sorry, my mic cut out. <laughs> I mean, not my mic. My, my, okay, I Just start from okay. there. I think we'll, we'll go okay. from there. All right. And edit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> We're never going to get through this episode. Okay. 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 Breathe. Okay. okay. Here we go. So, recap. I'm Pauline, and that's Lisa. And Hello. we have a guest this week. For anyone who may have listened to our trivia episode last week, you know that how we decided this movie was I picked it sister jenna marin introduce yourself say hello hello <laughs> hello that's hello. Our sister. <laughs> i like they were laughing at that you just told me to say hello <laughs> it was just yo yo what is up yeah that's uh, like how you introduce yourself yeah, yeah. For fizzle, oh man. goodness this episode's gonna be so long okay all right everyone so that's jm her name is jenna marin them in the family and that's what she's called from here on out just accept it um mm-hmm. so for anyone who listened to the trivia episode you know that we have rewatched the movie willow classic 1988 fantasy film lisa would you like to give us this no wait let's ask yeah. our guest let's ask jam. our guest jam give us a <laughs> synopsis of okay. willow. all right so willow finds a baby and he's got to bring it to humans. And then they have to defeat the sorcerer, sorceress. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, adventure happens along the way. <laughs> that that may be my that's... favorite synopsis ever done of a movie. <laughs> and then adventure happens. And adventure happens. And we're good. Yeah, watch it. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, good. That was a really uh, very concise. I like it. Yeah, it was yeah. good, accurate. Um, Lisa, do you want to give a quick little little synopsis? <laughs> All right. End? So on my end, just to you know, give a little bit more detail for those who may not remember it as well. So Willow takes place in a made-up fantasy realm where there are many different types of beings, including short little brownies who are kind of almost like fairies, actual little tiny fairies. Uh, Nelwyn, which are little people, and Daikini, who are, as JM said, the humans, but we'll just say they're people. <laughs> Come on, JM. <laughs> and what? Well, well okay. Sorry. Technically, Willow is a human. <laughs> so he just has to. Oh, yeah, I guess that's right, true. Okay. Yeah, all right. Oh, I'm terrible. <laughs> so it's okay. So not it terrible. also stars uh, Warwick Davis and Val Kilmer are the two um, big names in this movie. Uh, Warwick Davis plays the protagonist named Willow, who, as JM says, finds a daikini baby who has been uh, floating down the river to safety to try and save its life from the evil queen sorceress who intends to murder the baby because a prophecy says this baby will bring her end. Willow is chosen by his villagers to go and find a daikini, a, a large person to look after the baby. And on the way, he meets 
the most unsuitable Mad Mardigan, played by Val Kilmer, who has been imprisoned. And they end up as unlikely compatriots, along with a couple of French brownies who help them They're such too. weird characters. They're very weird characters. And the evil queen's own daughter, who changes sides midway through the movie and helps them on their quest, as well as a very strange old sorceress who's introduced in the form of, I looked it up, Australian possum. And throughout oh. the movie, she is given different forms as Willow, who is an aspiring sorcerer, is trying to break her curse and return her to her form so she can aid them in their attempt to overthrow the evil queen. There Amazing. That's a great synopsis. That, Thank uh... you. A little more fleshed out than JM's. I'm going to give it a B minus. No, JM, you get an A plus. JM, I get a B minus because yeah, I got bogged down in the details. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So anyway, there you have it. Um, we already did a lot of trivia last week on the on the movie and the goings on with the movie. So we're not really going to talk too much about it. But for anyone who hasn't really listened too much to the podcast yet, one, you should go back and listen to previous episodes. But totally. two, yes, but two, we rewatch movies that we watched when we were kids and discuss them. And sometimes our memories are completely mistaken of the movie. And sometimes they're incredibly accurate. And we talk about it. And by the end of it, you'll have a pretty good idea of whether or not this is a movie that you think you should watch. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, our, that's our podcast. That's how we roll. I was born in 86. Lisa's born in 85. And JM is born in 82. So JM is the older out of the three of us. And I feel like that's important today because... I have no memory of this movie. <laughs> and I... Yeah, but I don't think that's actually important because I have no memory of the movie. <laughs> but, okay, then I feel like everyone needs to reason this is because when we were younger, I recall in my little brain that JM loved this movie, which <laughs> she did. She watched it a bunch. I did. Yeah, that's true. But JM's memory is not that of Lisa's. <laughs> no. It's like I'm Dory. Uh, and so, what's hilarious is even though I didn't watch it much at all, I have the best memory for the movie in terms of a sense of what was going on even prior to watching it. So this has been a very entertaining experience all around. And I'll just say as well, JM and I actually watched it together along with our mother who also had oh, no memory. However, amazing. what she did remember when I told her, we're going to rewatch Willow. Would you like to watch it with us? Our mom's first reaction was, Willow? I thought I hated that movie. <laughs> <laughs> JM and I were like, we can't tell you. You'll have to tell us. You're welcome to watch it if you want to. But given that that's your first thought, you also don't have to. And yet she decided to, so the three of us watched it together. Oh my gosh! Very do we want to talk about? Do we want to talk about that now, um, or we do we want to get into that later? Because I, I want to know everything. Okay, let's let's do now. But, so JM can join in. We'll be brief. There isn't a whole lot aside from as we're watching it. JM's memories did start to pop up at random times. Ooh, we we're going, so oh we were man. making comments. Good, good. And then good. our mom halfway through. So JM pointed out at one point in the in the movie and we'll go into more detail later i'm sure but it's the scene where um sorsha the daughter of the evil queen 
kind of is kidnapped, but not really, by Mad Mardigan, Val Kilmer. And they're riding together, and she is upset because he had said all these lovely things to her under a love potion, and she genuinely took them seriously. And J.M. Oh, this is so stupid. Totally, J.M.'s response is, this is where the screenplay yeah. falls apart. And our mom, yeah, it fell apart. Yeah, our mom, 100%. Like, without missing oh. a beat, went, it's it's a terrible screenplay. It's fallen apart since the beginning, Jam. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She, she's like, it was never together. It was never good to begin with. So I'm sorry, Jam. I was interrupting you because uh, I wanted to get the flow of that story. So that was our uh, mom's take. And okay. Like, but it, and then we're like, you don't have to keep watching. She's like, well, I need to know what happens to Willow. And so <laughs> she did watch the whole movie with us. And when it ended... She agreed she still didn't like it um, and did ask JM a few times during the movie why she liked it as a kid because oh, she was confused. So that was kind I love of it. the viewing experience. And JM did. It was very funny. There were multiple times during the movie we were watching where she was like, this is terrible. So it was really fun to watch it as the three of us. JM, would you like? Oh, my gosh. Did you want to pick up? Um, we could go into... Because we usually follow questions, but you seem like you want to say that it's terrible. Do you want to take this time? Oh, no. I don't want to say it's terrible. I want to say I actually was really liking it until the love story hit. Mm. And I was like, this is terrible. Mm. I was so... And I think, I think what my main frustration was, was when we first started watching it because i don't really remember it like at all <laughs> i was like oh like there's so many female characters and i'm like this is just awesome like the main like sorcerer yeah. like this the main it, villain is a sorceress and you know and then her daughter is like a bounty hunter and i'm like oh that's cool and she seems really tough um, and then you've got the other then, sorceress who's supposed to be the only person who can defeat the evil ones. You've got yeah, the good so sorceress like, and the bad sorceress. So like the good sorceress. Yeah. And then, yeah. And I would say even like Willow's wife is yep. awesome. Yeah, like, yeah, I always yeah. loved her as a, as a kid. She was like one of my favorites. And so I'm just like, oh, this is so cool. And then we're going along and they like build it up so that, I mean, up until the love story, I'm like, everyone is interesting. And I'm kind of excited to find out more about them. And then I feel like in one swoop, they just like killed the script. Like I was like, has, has this person who wrote this script like never dated a woman before? Like, I was just like, I don't understand. Like, have they met a woman? Like, is a woman in their life? Like, I don't understand how we got here because it was, it was just it was well so, i mean it's so the scene itself why it was so upsetting as jam was saying and we can we'll probably we'll tuck this into another category but won't go into as much detail sorsha the daughter of the evil queen is very strong and then there's this moment where uh, mad martigan val kilmer's character who's also supposed to be like a badass he ends up accidentally getting hit with a love potion that the brownies are sort of carrying around and he sees sorsha and immediately falls in love with her as she's sleeping in her bed and starts spouting the worst love poetry weirdness possible and then when she wakes up she's upset because he's a in her room and almost on top of her and that's the right response but as he keeps spouting them and she's got her knife to his throat she doesn't hit him she doesn't try to cut his throat she doesn't try to kick him out of her tent she just sort of keeps threatening him but is clearly caught up in the very bad love poetry he's stating and then later 
when she's chasing after them, she ends up getting kidnapped again. And she's genuinely upset because by then the love potion has apparently worn off. And Mad Mardigan is upset that he had said anything. And she's angry that he had spouted all those and had lied to her. But it's so quick and it's so rapid and it's so out of nowhere. And then her character does nothing else. She just moons over Mad Mardigan for the rest of the movie. And it undercuts her being anything other than a really poorly written female character who falls in love at the drop of a hat for some pretty words. Yeah. And that's pretty much well, it. Yeah. Right. And like, and then, and then she finds out that it was like, he only said them under a spell and then is like still madly in love with him and can't focus on anything else <laughs> other than him. And it's like the, the battle scene, she just stands there. She's like the only archer in the army. <laughs> like we can talk about that later, which I'm like, what the hell is the matter? Who? set up this army <laughs> terrible but i just like she's the only archer and she's just like standing there and staring at him and like i was like this makes me so angry because i was like this is gonna be good i'm excited to you know i don't know like someone who it had potential to be so much cooler and then it was just so dumb and that just made me so angry <laughs> like there's no way there's no way a soldier like i don't understand how they flushed out any character whatsoever like you decided she was a soldier you decided she was a bounty hunter and then you decided what would trigger her you know what i mean like as writers i'm like what are you doing mm. oh i'm so angry okay all right okay this movie's a write-off and i'm like had they just left out any love scene i actually think the movie would have been way better. Well, even if they could have made her character be like, because the the thing about it too that neither of you have mentioned yet is that that's the reason she turns against her mother. Like totally. she doesn't, right? she doesn't totally. join yeah. the quest right. because yeah. she is it's the right thing to do because her mom's a sorceress who's killing a freaking baby. That's not yeah. why she chooses to do it. She chooses to yeah. do it because she loves Val Kilmer's character so much, which makes yeah. no sense. And yeah, it's like, because under a love potion, yeah. he spouted terrible legit to her. so see you later mom <laughs> see you later my whole life this is the most amazing being i've ever come across and like can we even talk about welcome we're like he's like like no come on <laughs> like come on like, so we have to get no back way. on track think, we have to get back on track. i think yeah. i'm like yes this is all true okay so let's let's pivot because i don't think we're done with that topic um <laughs> but let's Let's move to, as a kid, JM, do you have any moments when you were watching it now as an adult, since you don't really remember it from childhood, where you had like a takeaway as a kid, and you know when you have that moment where you're like, oh, I didn't understand that at all. Did that happen at all in this movie? Um, Sorry for the throat clear there. (laughs) We'll edit it. We'll okay, edit it. Let's out. see. We'll edit that out. Um, yeah, I mean, so as we went along and while we were watching the movie, stuff started coming back to me. Like, I completely remember when the wild boar. Oh, yeah. Something. Dogs. Were Devil dogs. Dogs, wolves mixed with rats. I'm not really sure what those are. <laughs> Creature things attacked the midwife and like oh yeah ate her to death like i i vividly remember that the baby is something like as soon as i saw that baby i was like oh my gosh that baby is stuck in my head like the curly red hair and it's so expressive it 
She. Person. She is so expressive. Jim's working on mean? what means humanity. <laughs> Jim's, right? Jim's working on what a human means. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Maybe by the end of the podcast, I'll have a good definition. <laughs> is it babies? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 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 but, so... So no, I love that baby. Like as soon as I saw that baby, I was like, I have so much love for that baby. <laughs> and then throughout the film, the baby just had the best expressions and was true. such a great character. Like so much reaction to the characters, to what they were saying, what they were doing. Like I think the way they filmed that baby was so good. And mm. I don't think I've seen a movie where a baby has been filmed that well. Mm. And they've been able to get that many funny, like there's the subtleties even in the expressions where it's like Mad Mardigan's holding her and stuff. And she's like, unsure of him, you know, like, I'm just like, this baby is like everything I'm thinking is in the baby. <laughs> so I'm like, I thought they did a great job with that. And I remember they fleshed out, they fleshed out her character better than Sorceress. <laughs> 100%. She, her and Willow were and the most fleshed Her and Willow characters. were the best totally. parts of the movie. And like, Willow and his family, I absolutely loved his kids. Like, as soon oh my as they gosh. came on screen, yeah. I was so, so happy cute. to see them. And I remember as a kid, they're being, like, so cute. They're so cute they're just like, the cute, like i'm just like where do they find these cute kids like maybe the cutest kids i've ever seen and like i loved his family dynamic and willow i absolutely love willow mm. like all the way through to the end even when the mm. script lost me and i was cranky and angry about it i was like <laughs> willow like if willow wasn't in like warwick davis like held that movie together like when everybody else lost me, I was like, okay, Willow. And I'm like, this is why I love this movie. He's just so good. Mm. And he's funny. Um, but it's like a totally lovable character. So I just remember like moments with Willow where I was like, oh, I remember how much I loved him as a kid. Like I just, he was like the best hero. Um, Cause he was like a father figure, mm. but he was funny. I don't know. He was just like, he was always, I don't know. He was and I think he was an underdog too, right? Like at the beginning when the, like the other villagers are making fun of him and he's, you know, not the cleverest, not the smartest. And he has the most self-doubt. Like, I think as a kid, I could totally relate mm. to that character, you know, like where you're just like, you have self-doubt and you think you could do something, but you're not really sure you can, but you're doing it because it's the right thing. So I just, yeah, I think his character was just... And even at the end, like, it was his personality that, like, saved the baby, you know, mm -hmm. not, not because he, yeah, it was, it was, I don't know, not because he was the greatest sorcerer, you know, like, he didn't even use magic, like, it was a trick of the eye, you mm -hmm. know, and I'm just like, oh, I love Willow, you know, it just made it feel like he was a plausible character mm -hmm. as a kid that is just like, I could do that, you know, I don't, I don't even need magic, like, you just, you know, you could just be yourself, mm -hmm. so. I will say, I and watching it with JM, there was one scene that I think got your inner kid out more than any other. Oh, I was just going to yeah. say, I think I know what yeah. you're talking about. Because it was oh adorable to watch her with. So there's this scene where they're fighting in the mountains. She's it. already laughing. There's a scene where they're fighting in the mountains so in the snow. And they get on a shield, Willow and Mad Mardigan. And it's like they're tobogganing down. Oh, this it's mountain. like the greatest toboggan ride and, ever. And so damn, good. her face lit up seeing this scene. She's like, I remember this scene with the shield. And she got so excited. Yeah. And then what made it even better is that scene ends with Willow still on the shield with the baby, but Mad Mardigan. <laughs> 
has fallen off. You can hear JM laughing. And he, (laughs) in the process of rolling down the rest of the way of the mountain, Mad Mardigan sort of accumulates snow until he is a giant snowball. (laughs) And you just see his head and his feet. And JM was giggling like a little kid. It was so funny. She could not stop laughing. She was, was laughing so as soon as she saw him. She's like, I remember this and was gone. And she couldn't. It took so long for her to get herself under control. And it was honestly the best thing to sit through and watch was her delight and wonder at seeing the sled slash giant snowball snowball is the best and i have to say like in terms of like the effects people who had to put that together like it looked i don't know as someone who's grown up in the north (laughs) with snow like it looked like what would actually look like to roll like when we were kids in the playground and making like giant snowballs like you'd start the rolling but it was never a ball. <laughs> no. You never actually rolled anything into a ball. Like, what, that's such a lie. Like, you're rolling, and it ends up kind of looking almost like a hay bale or like something. Like a cylinder, like a, yeah. Like a cylinder. And so when he was coming down the hill, it looked so realistic because it wasn't a ball, a sphere, which you just like doesn't actually happen when you're rolling snow. It's like actually looked realistic in terms of like shape and how if he was rolling, he totally would have like accumulated snow that mm-hmm. way. And then he hits the side of the build. Like it was just, I don't know. There was moments like I also one that stood out to me at the beginning was I loved that they didn't clean the baby off after she had the baby. Like, like it looked mm. like she had actually had a baby. Like it wasn't like pretty. Like, like it had all the juice. Oh, no. God. <laughs> oh, juice. God. I was about to say <laughs> you know. something else, but we'll leave it at juice. A juicy baby. Juicy baby Totally. Because it's like the midwife is trying, like, has to run away with the baby right away, right? So it's like the baby just gets thrown in a towel and, like, she's off. Or towel, a basket. Whatever, <laughs> cloak basket holder i don't know but it's just like but no i was like oh that looks it just stood out to me i'm like that's more realistic than like this like you know three month old baby that's all clean and like properly swaddled and putting it in a basket Mm. like it i'm like this looks realistic this is like what a baby would look like being stolen from the birth canal. There you go. Absolutely. <laughs> from, from, from the birth, birth canal. From taken out of the birth canal. And put onto another canal. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ooh, symbolism. <laughs> I like it so cool. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, so, so JM remembers um, uh, the snowball. Lisa, is there anything in particular that you remember from this movie at all? Yes. So there is, there were a couple things. Um, one of the biggest ones actually, so again, there were, there were two moments um, that stood out that I remember a lot as a kid. One, because of my secondhand embarrassment factor. And it's when at the very beginning, as JM said, Willow is not considered the smartest or the best. And there's actually a, a big jerk, Burgle Cuff or whatever his name is, who's like one of the leaders in the town who I remember despising as a kid because he was such a jerk to Willow but Mm. Willow is doing his magic show in the courtyard like to like impress people because they're waiting for their like their equivalent of a sorcerer in their village I forget the name they give him but he's 
going to see if he's going to take an apprentice that year. And Willow is convinced he's going to be the apprentice. And in preparation, he's sort of doing his fun little magic show, which is very sleight of hand, as JM mentioned. And he kind of, he succeeds at first and he disappears a pig and everyone's kind of impressed. And then the pig runs out from where it's been hiding and ruins the trick and everyone laughs and makes fun of him and walks away. And as a kid, that was very upsetting with my secondhand embarrassment. And I didn't like that his trick didn't work properly. And I felt terrible. It was very hard for me to watch that scene and rewatching it brought all that memory back. But the <laughs> other one, which is always super fun. I'm like, Oh, I hate secondhand embarrassment. It's awful. Um, but the other big one, which is such an odd one to remember it's shortly after that scene when the apprentice is going to be picked and the, the high sorcerer comes out and the four guys come and stand on the stage and he asks them the question. Hi, Faline. I can hear your dog. Hi, Faline. Yeah. Um, she shook her head. Really aggressively. Um, what she does. But the, the, he comes out and he asks them which finger holds the most power and all of them point to different fingers on the, the sorcerer's hand and they're all wrong. And then later the sorcerer asked Willow because Willow was the only one who hesitated when he went to make his choice and really thought about it and then picked a wrong finger. He asked Willow, which one did you actually think about first? And Willow says, oh, it's foolish, but I thought of my own finger. And the sorcerer says, that's the right answer. And for some reason, as a kid, I was like, oh, brilliant (laughs) this is so what a deep me and profound (laughs) totally was like it's in willow the whole time it's just being willow and like i don't know why that stayed in my head the way that it did but it makes sense like as a kid that i found it quite Mm -hmm. brilliant i i thought the 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 symbolism of it and the metaphor was really ingenious and so that scene i remembered crystal clear when it came on um and then like other scenes throughout like i was like oh yeah i remember that the he curses the troll and it turns into a two-headed dragon with terrible special effects and i remember like you know the love potion i remember the brownies being french for some reason and i remember the sorceress when when willow's trying to change her back to her human form i remember all the mistakes he makes when he first he tries and she's a crow and next he tries the one that stuck with me was the goat because it made me laugh so hard because you don't see it you just hear her suddenly go willow you idiot (laughs) she's a goat and as a kid that made me laugh so hard so I remember the goat transformation the best because that would always make me laugh the way she said it so yeah your memory is amazing my memory is absurd I uh, I remember almost none of this. I had two <laughs> moments when I was watching it, and one was yeah. literally at the beginning, and one was literally at the end. The beginning <laughs> is when the, Willow's two kids find me, and I'm yeah. like, these kids are so cute. I remember their faces. Like, I don't mm. even remember anything else about it. I just remember, like, their face. Like, there's a shot of the two of them, and Jam's yes. right. They're the cutest freaking kids. They are but adorable. it's this shot of them, and I was like, I remember that. And, like, that was it. That was the end of the memory. It was gone. Amazing. Yeah. And then nothing was coming back to me until close to the end when the queen now has the baby. And the baby's kind of, like, 
bondaged up into <laughs> this like weird it looks yeah. like duct yeah. tape it's like, so or weird electrical yeah. tape. It's, it's so weird it's so weird yeah it looks like electrical it does tape. and so it's like it's and it's like <laughs> put on it this like kind of like this giant table that looks almost like a saucer like it's like they put the kid in a walk <laughs> and then there's well, like a skylight by lightning so, so anyway there's a lot oh. happening but i had this one visual just of the baby crying and it was like all tied up. And I remember, I just had this moment where I was like, this is why I don't remember this movie. Cause that scared me as a kid. Mm. Like I just, the kid was crying. I remember I hated that the kid was crying and that it was like tied up and it could move. And I was like, I'm done. I'm out. No, <laughs> Pauline's, Pauline's like four year old brain when she watched it was like, I don't like this movie anymore. And that was the end. And I don't, and I any shall remember yeah. nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So Brilliant. my brain is almost the opposite of yours, Lisa. You have, <laughs> you have no ability to lose any thoughts. No. And in my head, I'm just no. like, I don't like it. It's gone. See you later. That's amazing. Memory. I wish for that ability so many times, and it, it still is not there. <laughs> okay, so I know that we've already talked about a little bit about one of the female characters, but I and Jam, you brought up a good point about how this movie kind of started off pretty badass with all these women. So I think totally. that the, next, the next question to be asked is, does this movie pass the Bechdel test? So Jam, so the, are you familiar with the definitions of what, yeah, yeah. what it means? Okay. Yeah, yeah, totally. Okay, so, do you want to give us the definitions, Jam, for anyone who doesn't know who's listening? What do you? What does it take for the Bechdel <gasps> this test? Like a <laughs> okay, whoa. Three whoa. qualifications. It's well, there has to be more than one female character mm -hmm. with a name yep. they have to talk to each other about things that are not about a man exactly that's exactly it yeah and that's it yeah, right? that's all that's super it's basic such a simple basic quiz and yet <laughs> and i keep thinking that there's people, more it's gotta be something else. actually pass it um so does this one pass it ladies yes it does. Well, the mom and daughter talk. Yep. Yeah. yeah. At the very beginning. I mean, everybody has a name. Everybody. Totally. The thing about fantasy, I feel like they give everything a name. <laughs> like, to the and point where it's so not necessary. Like, <laughs> to, like, like, does the, what? Like, what, like, does the tree have a name? Like, I don't, like, there's just, everything has a name and it's like. Well, like that ethereal know. being who appears out of nowhere to the brownies and yeah. to Willow that I'm like, who's this? And it's and like, Carmen. she's gone. And I know. like. Yeah. Or, or something like that. I can't even remember or her Chalandria name. Chalandria or something like and that. And then she's never seen again. <laughs> she never does anything else again. And you're kind of like, okay. That was yeah. super important, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and the sorceresses at the end when they're yes. duking it out. I, I had that written like down. Because they are yes. talking. They are. They are. They they and it's yeah. not as very, very rarely. And pretty much, man. like, yeah. I was going to say, no one's talking about a man. Like, except for the daughter and Val Kilmer like there is the the rest of the story doesn't actually revolve about around a love interest well and also kind. the baby nope. is a girl um so that when they mm -hmm. do talk about the baby they're also talking about another female character so it's it is rare and you're right so it's the two sorceresses and it's the queen and her daughter their conversations totally pass the Bechdel test well and what's interesting yeah. about it too is that like I know we have our issue, issues with Sorsha and her mm. love affair with Mel Kilmer. But at the end of the day, this movie is about some badass women in charge and a couple of guys helping out, getting things done. But it's like, at the end of the day, the bad woman, the, the, the bad guy is a queen. And then the sorceress mm -hmm. who's going to help 
is a female and she's teaching Willow shit. You know what I mean? Like there's like the characters yeah. have depth and intelligence and dynamic to them. Totally. Well, that's why I guess I was so angry about it. Cause I'm like, you guys set it up so good. Yeah. Like they did. Like, I agree. Honestly, it, they were, it was so ready to go. And when, at the beginning I was just like, I'm excited about this. Maybe this is why I really connected to this <laughs> as a kid. And then I'm like, Oh, that's no. not it. I'm like, I love Willow and the baby. <laughs> I feel like that. Oh, the the other scene I will say that me, JM, and our mom immediately went, oh, this scene, as soon as it started, was when Val Kilmer is introduced as Mad Martin and he's in the cage. Oh, yeah. Mom oh, even yeah, remembered the total. cage. Like, yeah. our mom, that was, like, the, the cage, only yeah. part she remembered. She's like, oh, I remember this. He's in a cage. And then he was. So that would that was the only other visual I would say. Oh, wow. I'm sorry. Just to toss out there as we're going. Okay, so yeah, for sure. With all of that being said, I think we've kind of touched on Sorsha and how we feel about her. I think we all understand, <laughs> um, and not even about her, about the writing of her character. But totally, was there anything in the movie that was um, could be deemed offensive, um, you know, inappropriate and like dated in terms of content? Mm. Um, I think Sorsha. Well, I think that the. Sorry, yeah, and, and Val Kilmer, but that's just lazy writing, I think. I, like, I don't know if that's a dated thing or if that's just just bad writing. But what else? Well, I think it was. I, I mean, I don't know if it's late. I don't know if you'd be able to get away with that kind of writing now. Like, well, I say that in like. I'd say it's rarer, but I would it's, say yeah. it was less rare at the time, right? Like, you would almost yeah. expect a love story. It was like an expectation that a love story would happen. So it's almost like that's why they shoehorned it in as like, oh, and also there's a romance here and like did just a very shitty job of doing it. But Sorsha and so they take a very strong potential character and turn her into a very weak moon eyed girl, which we've talked to in detail. Um, So absolutely, that is very frustrating. And I would say borderline offensive to women who are looking for strong characters to see her undermined in such a way. Aside from that. Um, I'm trying to think if I clocked anything. Jam, did you clock anything? Well, I was going to say, like, the brownies were French, but aren't brownies from... They're from Ireland. Yeah. Ireland. They're from Irish fairy tales. So I don't really understand why they didn't make them Irish? Like, or why they call them brownies if they weren't going to make them it Irish. It feels... Like, I don't understand. This like, movie feels like a hodgepodge it. of fairy tales and myths all combined into one. Because I was pointing out to JM... there's a chase scene with Mad Mardigan and Willow and the baby when they leave a tavern and these guys hop into a chariot and I'm like they just hop into a chariot dude like where's the chariot and then we're watching and sure enough among the guys none of as Jan pointed out none of them are archers we the two of us kept pointing out how few archers are in this movie and how much that would have saved them a lot of trouble um but they're chasing after Mad Mardigan and Willow and there's also a chariot and then one of the guys on the chariot throws a ninja star a ninja star (laughs) and it's so never like, again like no one else has ninja no. stars in the movie and, and then the nunchucks chariots... don't show up no and... yeah like i'm like there's no ninjas. and there's no other chariots either like it's not a roman like it's, like, it's not been very strange <laughs> and then and then there's like the guy with the skull armor who doesn't do a whole oh, lot yeah. he just looks tough but then you've He's also like got like other styles of armor and then you've got crossbows at the same time that you've got very little archer and like so and then you've got brownies but you've also got like fairies in the very traditional sense of like glowing naked girls with wings who briefly pop up and then like so it just feels like 
George Lucas and the other writer whose name escapes me, it's almost like they pulled from everywhere without thinking about the fact that it wouldn't always mesh. And so I'm not, I don't know why they made the two brownies French, but at the same time, I'm like, of course they made the two brownies French. (laughs) They blended everything else. Why wouldn't they be? But it is odd. And, and I don't think, those actors were French, judging by the accent. Hey, you know who um, one of them no, is? Okay, well, one of them, Kevin Pollack. Yeah, yeah, one of them is Kevin, Kevin Pollack. Kevin out, yeah, yeah, as we were watching. Yeah, yeah. I thought I it as I was watching it. Like, I was like, is that I? Kevin Pollack? Yeah, I did the same thing. <laughs> yeah. I like had to pause <laughs> right? the movie and I was like, give me one sec, Cam. I need to just check <laughs> something. And as I checked it, I was like, like in my head, I was like, there's no effing way that's Kevin Pollack. Yeah, and, and then the, I was yeah. like, it actually is. Yeah. shit that's Kevin Pollack and then I was distracted really? with the and idea I was, thinking... I was distracted with the idea that I was like man can you imagine having like your start in such a crappy movie and how often <laughs> how like not that it's crappy but like as a crappy role like a really weird yes. random role that didn't Their need to happen is that's so so, so stupid and then I was like man and how many people like that would have destroyed the careers of and like Kevin Pollack just wiggled his way through the cracks anyway and continue to do some amazing hilarious side characters um bless him but what were you gonna say jam you were gonna say something yeah you were gonna say something jam oh i was gonna make a joke but i don't think the joke is funny (laughs) after what you've said why what were you gonna say let's hear it (laughs) now you have to say it don't worry we'll edit it out okay yeah yeah no well, i was just gonna say like oh no i totally saw that guy moving on to play you know the usual <laughs> yeah, right. that he did. it's so true oh totally. no i'm sure they watched it like that was like in when he went for an audition and they're like check yeah, out my like, sample oh, tape i don't think that's what it's called <laughs> yeah. but they're like just watch me in this role i really slash i really capture mm. a french brownie well. i really yeah, i really embody brownie, which we just made he's up. a method actor he just like went like went and walked around on his hands and knees anyways okay (laughs) we went off topic that Um, was bad the other the only other thing really there's a repeated slur which i think was made up for the movie everyone in the world who is not um so as i said at the start there's two main I guess you'd call them, I don't know if I'd call them races. I'd say creatures. Like, it's hard because it's a fantasy film, but at the same time, they're people. I, I always find it really frustrating when this happens. It's kind of like the equivalent of, like, hobbits and dwarves versus elves. And so in this movie, it's the Nelwyn, who are small, and who Warwick Davis and Willow is. And then there's the Zykini, who are people who would be, you know, traditional human size, as people think of them, right? Like, six feet, five, eight, yeah. whatever. And everyone who isn't a Nelwyn calls willow a peck they repeatedly call him a stupid peck or don't listen to the peck or everything else and i've never heard this insult outside the movie i think it was like a slur intended to show how little everyone thought of nelwyn's Mm. um in this world but it is very frustrating to hear it so repeatedly throughout the movie when you're just like could someone just respect willow for however long but i i don't know if it's an actual like i i didn't look it up i don't know if it's an actual term yeah. anyone uses but um it's used frequently. i think it's for i think it's for, I think the, it's movie. for the movie yeah because i think they say it so much there's a mm. lot of emphasis on it that i'm like you wouldn't I don't think you would even get away with that if it totally. were an actual totally. insult to little people. Totally. I don't think that's a thing. I would hope not. <laughs> Otherwise, um, so, that's very right? bad. Otherwise, that's really bad writing by George Lucas. Uh, okay, so so with that, moving on, 
would we say that the movie holds up and slash or would you <laughs> recommend it to other people? JM. <laughs> hmm. I... <laughs> well, the holds up thing is a, the holds up one is a bit tricky because I mean I don't think so. If you're going in to like look at the special effects, I, they don't. But that being said, they're pretty cool. Like the when the when the troll gets turned into I don't, a brain, yeah. which gets turned <laughs> right. into uh, the uh, weird scene, a like a two headed monster i'm just like that one was actually really cool effects for the time and still grosses me out and weirds me out in a way that like i i kind of appreciate those effects more i don't know like it's like before computer stuff right so i just feel like they had to do like crazier things um and i like the look of it Mm. so i like i like that the style of those effects and I actually like the look of the two-headed dragon even though you can tell it's you know not in the world and I don't know it just it does it looks dated mm. or whatever but it's kind of like you know when you're watching like old like monster movies you're watching them because they're old monster right. movies and so I think if you're expecting this to like be super awesome effects in today's standards like absolutely not it's not gonna hold up but if you're going for a stylized effect i think they still hold up in that kind of cool old school sort of way um oh the yeah the like i actually was surprised like i thought the script was pretty funny up and really i feel like up until the brownies came in i would mm. say like the brownies i thought the same in, and then thing all of a sudden mm. it was like this turn, i thought the same and thing I like, what is going on i, I know and then totally. it just went downhill and then when sorcerer i was just like oh everything what happened but up until that point like i was like this is actually really funny like i forgot how funny it is i loved like willow's town sorcerer like i thought he was so funny because you even question like because he kind of he made me question whether the acorns that he gave to Willow were even magic. Like, I was like, did he just give Willow just acorns? acorns? (laughs) Because I don't even, not even really sure he's actually a sorcerer. Like, because, you know, they just like, when he's like, let's look at the bones. And then he's like whispering to Willow, like, I don't ever see anything in the bones or whatever. He's like, the bones tell me nothing. Do you have any affection for this baby? And he's like, yes. And he's like, the bones say Willow must go. (laughs) Totally, totally. Like, it's just like so I'm like so I thought that was a funny twist on Mm. things right like I'm like up until Willow threw the acorn I actually just doubted that the acorns (laughs) did anything so I feel like you're like thinking like so it just added a different element to that where I'm like he's thinking he has weapons and I don't think he does (laughs) and so and I think even like Mad Morgan's character was actually redeemable throughout as well like he's a likable character even when I thought he wouldn't Mm. like I kind of thought he would be dated and unlikable but there's something about like you don't think he's gonna look after the baby but then he does kind of like the baby and is looking at you know and like he likes Willow and I think like when he helps Willow when Willow's like tripping because like the way like when the wagon is pulling the two of them when they're in cups and stuff and he like picks them up and and put them on his shoulders yeah yeah and like helped him out so I'm just like I Mad Mardigan's character, actually, I really liked prior to the social stuff because I was like, oh, you think he's going to be a total, 
douchebag. And then I'm like, oh, he's actually, he is kind of what he says he is, but you just, there's like this, you don't really trust it. Mm. Like, I'm just, I don't know, I'm like, at any minute he could turn and then he's not turning. And so I kind of like that about his character. Mm. And so I really did like everything up. At, then the brownies came and it just got weirder for no reason. And then I feel like they picked up the sorceress and I'm like, why'd they pick her up? Because she's useless. And I'm just like, and then the like evil queen kept going like, I'm the most, or queen or sorceress. She's I'm both. the most powerful, yep. whatever. And then I'm like, she's done nothing so far. Like, I feel like all of a sudden you start to realize like, this is a lot of talk and no show here. Like, I don't know, like and then like, our mom made the best comment when that skull guy came in and we're like who's a skull guy like why is there a guy with a skull mask and mom's like it's the 80s everybody had a skull mask (laughs) and then we started talking we're like yeah and lisa's like yeah and he-man but i'm like no i think you mean she-ra and lisa's like no i mean he-man he had a skull and i was like no but i I was like jam there's a skull in both of them you're thinking of hordak and she's like but there isn't one in he-man i'm like the villain's literal name is skeletor jam yes there is a skull in both of them and then she was like mom's right (laughs) totally so mom totally nailed it she's like it's the 80s they had skull masks for everything hilarious and i'm even thinking mom's totally right because in i was just re-watching the karate kid the other day and i'm like the halloween costumes are skeletons (laughs) the 80s are totally about the skeletons well even that uh what's that disney that goblin king oh the black cauldron is what you're thinking of yeah the goblin the horn the horn Horn king King. (laughs) right who's the goblin king oh that's from our childhood movie the other one yes yeah Yeah. that's a different one we will discuss it i'm sure at some point um (laughs) okay so so then so Jim, would, would you recommend like, would it? you recommend it because you you've sort of gone back and forth in your description <laughs> so we don't know well, well i'm thinking it through <laughs> well what i would say jm i think it would depend on the person to be honest like i think if someone had watched it as a kid and was like i don't really remember it i'd be like you should watch it again because i actually think the first half of the movie is like pretty solid it is i Uh, totally agree i think that they would really enjoy it and then the rest i think they would be annoyed and frustrated with but the end i had completely forgot how willow beat the sorceress and it was such a like surprise and i'm like oh i forgot how much i love this and so i think all of the stupidity then kind of like that's what I mean. Like, I feel like Willow's character takes you through, even when you're so annoyed with other characters or like, why are we doing this? Like Willow's so captivating that I think he would take you through. So, but would I recommend it to someone who has never seen the movie? Probably not. I mean, if they were into fantasy and wanted to go back and, you know, were like, what were some, you know, fantasy movies back in the day? I'd probably recommend it to them too. Um, but again, like I wouldn't recommend. There's a lot of people that I feel like I would just never re- like. If you're not into fantasy, you never watched it as a kid. Like I just wouldn't. I don't think it holds up enough. I'd be like, no, Lisa. What do you? You're think? not gonna like it. You're not gonna like it. So I, I admit it was interesting rewatching it, but I didn't care for it at all. I love Warwick Davis. He is the best part of the movie. 
I was so annoyed at things, at weird characters introduced for no reason. I thought the world building was lazy. They didn't take their time to explain and everything or even have just nuances to let you know. So as a fantasy buff, watching it, they just pulled from so many sources that it wasn't unique. It wasn't interesting. It was just blah. The world made no sense. The fact that the way that they set things up and had two very cool sounding sorceresses and the daughter and nothing happened with them. And everything was really slowly paced. Even the finale, when the two sorceresses are fighting, I was bored. I was waiting for them to just actually like save the baby. (laughs) I I wanted it done. Um, The effects I'm sure were brilliant at the time. And I was reading up that they helped pave the way for movies like Terminator 2 and um, all these great films that came right after in the early 90s because they had to use new technology, especially for when the the sorceress uh, Raziel is being transformed from creature to creature and then into herself. And that, to me, was interesting. But overall, by the time the movie ended, I was relieved it was over. (laughs) Like, I'll be honest, I was genuinely happy the movie was done so i love warwick davis jm is right he's the best part and he's the only thing that got me through the movie because i loved him so much and that baby's darn cute but i hated the brownies mad mardigan annoyed me halfway through he was great at the start but sorsha and him the queen did nothing i just felt lazy i'm sorry guys I can't recommend it unless I guess Jam's right. If you loved it as a kid and want to try rewatching it, go for it. If nothing else, I hope you giggle like an idiot when the snowball scene happens. Cause that was really <laughs> great to watch Jam giggle. Um, <laughs> but overall, I, I just, yeah, I don't think I'll watch it again anytime soon. Oh man. Yeah. Wow. That's so cutting. I know <laughs> that's the most, that's, what, that's the most, the most cutting, cutting I think in any of the reviews. I'm sorry, yeah. everyone. And I just so you wow, you liked Three Musketeers more than this guy. You know what? I'm gonna say, from start to finish, it yeah, I liked Musketeers more than I liked. Thriller. Interesting. I mean, props for them to taking the risk of making an original film like this or the attempt of it. But yeah, it, it, to me, it just didn't hold up. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm a downer on this one, guys. Yeah, you I downer. Know. That's okay. That's the point. Well, it was funny because when we were, we watched it, Cam and I watched it today and uh, we, it was like, we're just hanging out this morning and he's like, you want to watch it? And I was like, I'm not really awake yet. Like, I'm like, oh, can we watch something else? And then I'll watch it because I need to kind of focus. And he's like, oh, sure. And then we like started watching something else. And he's like, so are we watching Willow yet? Like, it was just, he was genuinely excited to be watching Willow. Like, he was like, Willow? I love Willow. When are we watching it? And then we were watching it together and actually... I didn't hate it. Mm. Like, I don't really remember much about it, as we both, we all know. <laughs> but I I didn't, I wasn't, I was, it was kind of what I expected it to mm. be, I guess. Like, my, I don't know what that says about my expectations for it, <laughs> but, like, I, it just wasn't one that, that I recall as a kid. Mm. It was kind of forgettable. But, like, watching it, I was like, I could see why jm would love it as a oh, kid totally. she, totally. she was more of the right age right yeah. whereas like i just think i was too young but i think i'm in the same boat as jm like i think i recommend it if you watched it when you were younger and you want to re-watch it again you'll probably still enjoy it i kind of think that 
JM's point about the the tech is very similarly sort of what we were saying about Lady Hawk. Oh, totally. Is that it's yeah. like it's like it it's a really great movie for the time. The the special effects mm. are what they are for the period. And so, like JM said, if you're watching an eighties movie, you're watching it knowing you're gonna see bad special oh, effects. Totally. If it's an eighties totally. fantasy. Yeah. So I don't know if anyone could really like fault it for that. No, not I'm at like, all. And I would say don't. Right? Like if you're yeah, watching it, yeah. if you're watching it and you're disappointed by the effects, then you're watching the wrong movie. You for, and probably watch something for else. The wrong reasons. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, this isn't the one that we're like, oh, Noah broke the mold about tech. <laughs> Willow. Am I right? It's kind of, um, but it's not like in comparison to modern times. Yeah. So, Okay. So with all of that being said, Lisa, you're not recommending it. No. JM, you only recommend it to someone who had seen it as a kid or is interested in fantasy films. I Old feel like school I fantasy think... films. Like, yes. I don't think people who, like, I don't think I'd recommend it to our younger brother. I think he would <laughs> oh, hate it. Totally Kevin no. would like, mock it the whole time. Kevin yeah. would turn it off and be so angry, right? So I just feel like that, like, so you'd have to want, You'd have to be into old school stuff. Mm. Like, I don't know. Like, that's... So, yes to people who are... Yes, so, yeah. So hesitant. Okay, so with all of that, JM, were there any quotes that stood out for you? Uh, Lisa and I always talk about quotes from our childhood that we always say as adults in our family. I obviously don't have any because I don't remember the movie. But do you have any? Do you have any moments where you loved a line? Well, oh, yeah. I feel like I wrote a couple of them down. Like, the one where Willow's yelling at Ned Mardigan and trying to convince him, like, why he should help him look after the baby. Mm. And then he's like, and you're ten times bigger than me, stupid. (laughs) As a kid, I was just, like, it just made me laugh so hard. Like, I just thought, like, yeah, like, that's exactly why he should help. Like, you know, like, I just, yeah, like, he's stupid. Um, And then I feel like let me just I was like gonna go through my notes here they're sort of not really <laughs> I liked the bones tell me nothing I did like that I was like rewatching mm. it but I don't think it stood out to me as a kid but I just mm. feel like watching it again it's just like that's funny it's a funny quote <laughs> one that and then I also yeah. oh one that really stood out to me as a kid that I absolutely loved was when Willow found the baby and like his wife goes down and like he's trying to hide the baby and doesn't want to show his wife and then he gets called over to talk to the other guy and so then the Mm -hmm. wife ends up going to check on her children who are playing by the river with the baby but she doesn't know the baby's there and then he comes over and he's like no under no circumstances anyone allowed to love this baby baby." and he's just like and I also love before that when the kids are like what should we do with him he's like let's just send it down the river and then the daughter's like but dada it's a baby it's it's so funny so as a kid I just totally remember that whole scene so I don't know if it's a quote but I just that's cute those are ones Good. It's they're funny. His Warwick Davis's delivery oh, is so really good. There's a reason so good. he was so no- nominated funny. for the best newcomer award, as we stated in our totally. trivia episode, because he is, as I said, even though I didn't like the movie, he was delightful. He yeah. held my interest despite the shortcomings for me of the film. 
so to me, he was so superb in it. He's such a great actor in this movie. Yeah. Do you have any lines, Lisa? Uh, there were a couple I remembered as a kid when they happened. A couple JM said, but there was um, there was one where uh, when Willow is trying again to transform Raziel into her human self, and she and he's trying and she's concentrating, and um, they're stuck in a cage together with Mad Mardigan, and Mad, Mar- Mad Mardigan's like, "What do you even look like?" And she's like, "I'm a beautiful young woman." He's like, "Concentrate, Willow." <laughs> like, <scares the laughs> Willow to get him to try harder. And I remember that from when I was a kid because he, had, up until that point, Mad Mardigan showed no interest in Raziel, and all of a sudden he's wanting the the concentration, so she's transformed back into a beautiful woman. For some reason, as a kid, I I understood that and found it very funny. Mm. Uh, that's aside from the ones James already mentioned. That's the only other one I can I remember strongly. I should say, as our older brother asked what we were up to, I was mm. like, "Oh, we're watching Willow," and he's like, "Oh, and his ben. response yeah. was his response was it was just my disappearing pig trick," and I didn't register it at the moment. <laughs> But then I'm like, oh my gosh, he totally remembers the end. Yeah, because like, it was like halfway yeah, through the movie the that we were talking to him. We inter- yeah. we paused the movie to take a phone call oh, for cute. him and our, our niece. And that was his comment to JM. And we both laughed kind of. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I remembered the beginning of with the movie. The you know, like, trick. oh, yeah, 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 with the pig. But then I was like, oh, I don't. I think Ben remembered the end. Oh, that's the, cute. That, that's how Willow yeah. defeats her is with the yeah. disappearing trick, pig trick. Just so that's like actually disappearing pig trick. I love that, that he just ben dropped it. That. Yeah. yeah, and that's and that's totally like our family. Yes. How like one of us just says a sentence, and everyone, whether you know the quote or not, you're like ah, laughing. Continue <laughs> well, on. Maybe you then... just laugh. <laughs> <laughs> no but i mean like but what i mean is hey you're you didn't even clock that that was the line in the movie you're like well oh, i didn't right, yeah ben and then I you watch it and you're like shit that's the line that ben no but like quoting. i didn't realize it was the end line like I yeah that's what i mean that it was the beginning. <laughs> no jm i get it i get what you're saying but, at the but same what time, i'm saying you is still your response <laughs> You didn't get the line. You it was more it was... clever when I realized that he. <laughs> yeah, JM, you're saying what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't think that he understood both. That the line is from the end, JM. <laughs> the line is the end of the movie. So Ben's not referencing the beginning at all. He's referencing the end line. And you laughed, and we kept watching. <laughs> yeah, and that's but... exactly. That's exactly how how we are. That's how our family. That's operates. all I'm okay. saying. Yeah. Yes, I will. I'll, I give you that he had said the end oh, quote. She's gonna argue. We're gonna point. edit this out. I know we will. So that's. <laughs> but I feel like I'm not laughing at nothing. No, it's not like the pig trick at the beginning never happened. So what I right. didn't get was that it was a direct quote. I right. Just, thought it was like oh it's my disappearing trick pig trick like uh, he was like remember the yeah. beginning scene so there was still context tie-in to the movie does anyone else have any other quote the only other ones i clocked were um when willow is giving the baby against his best instincts to mad mardigan and he's showing all the stuff to him like here's this these are her like you know this is for changing her this is for this and he's like and this is her milk and he's like 
is it fresh milk? And he's like, it's for her. And he's like, I would never steal from a baby. Um, that line. And then the other one that I really like is the, after they have the chase scene and Willow is really upset, he has stopped the horses and Mad Margan's asking him why. And he's like, Mad Margan, you never, ever drive that fast with an infant. <laughs> oh yeah and like ever, ever ever the father ever the father even though they're in a chase for their right. lives yeah, and, the, totally. and that the people who would catch them would kill the infant exactly but nonetheless willow's concern is how dare you drive that fast with a baby and that and line really had happy. saved them he did Mad Martin yeah was and he did and rightly so but willow was so caught up in his fatherly instinct of never do that again i just really enjoyed that that came out of nowhere <laughs> Yeah, totally. one of my one of my favorite lines from Willow. So the only lines that I have, obviously, because they're not from childhood or anything, mm. but one that I thought was really funny was because you don't really know, Jam. To your point earlier, you don't really know, like you can't really, you don't know if you can trust him. You know what I mean? Like Mad Marty, mm. and you're like, he's he seems like he's cool, but he's kind of sketchy. And to be fair, you meet him when he's in like a cage, so you're like, well, you had to do something to get in there. <laughs> totally. So I feel like Willow's almost in the same boat with him. So then there's i don't remember i think it's when they're in the snow the snow scene and it's before the sweet tobogganing and he, willow comes out and val kilmer's character is sword fighting with a oh, lot yes. of dudes and willow just stands there and he's like you are great like yes and he's like delighted but that, what makes it even so better happy. is that then val kilmer goes to show off and flip his sword and he slips on the ice and falls down yeah that was good it was was actually very good how that all lined up because he is you're right he's genuinely excited and delighted to see that mad martigan is actually a good source yeah like he's like whoa wait a minute you're not just bullshitting me the whole time totally you actually are great totally um but yeah no i don't have any from from childhood that i can recall but i love Mm. that ben was able to come up with something right out of his without having watched it i mean it's not like ben's just rewatched willow recently (laughs) that we know of but yeah Yeah, clearly it left a stronger impression on our older siblings for sure all right well i feel like that wraps everything up do we have anything else to add about willow ladies not really not that we haven't already said so after listening to this if you are intrigued enough because of how Pauline and Jam have talked about the movie and recommend it to select um, audience members, by all means, check it out. Tell us what you think. Or listen to Lisa and don't. <laughs> just don't. Just enjoy That's the episode better. for what it was. But if you have any um, moments of like recollection, um, maybe you should write into us at our email address, real.window at gmail.com, and tell us a funny story maybe that you might have uh, about childhood with this movie, perhaps um okay amazing that's it that's our episode this week guys have a wonderful rest of your week and we'll we'll see you soon